Welcome to The Big Idea. We take the best leadership and business books out there today and bring you The Big Idea. Welcome to the first episode of The Big Idea. My name is John O'White. And I'm Dan. Warlow. <laughs> welcome, Dan. Uh, welcome, welcome Jono. Welcome, welcome, Dan, to The Big Idea. Dan, what is the big idea behind The Big Idea? Well, we're going to be reviewing a lot of leadership books. You and I love reading and talking about leadership books. I'm amazed at how many people are out there who've written these incredible books, which is often their life work. And whenever I've read a book, there's often one or two big ideas that I take away. And I feel if we can bring some of those big ideas to people to apply, it's going to be a bit of a game changer for everyone. I agree. And you know what I love most about bacon? What? Shortcut bacon. Nice. That's not one of the big ideas, by the way, because the first book we're going to be looking at is... Atomic Habits by James Clear. Tell us about Atomic Habits by James Clear in three words or less or less than three seconds. Habits change your life. That was four words, but we'll give you a pass. Uh, tell us about the book. How would you unpack the key ideas that you got out of Atomic Habits? I love it. It's all about um, habit formation and what, how to do it and what that does. And I think there are four big ideas on how to make a habit yep. that I read in, in the book. The first one is if you're going to make a new habit, to make it obvious, mm. to make it easy, Brilliant. make it attractive, and make it satisfying. Okay. Tell us those again because they're, they're four pretty good ingredients. So make it... Obvious, yep. easy, attractive, and satisfying. So make it obvious. It might be you want to start running... And the key thing is to actually get in your running gear. Yep. A way to make it obvious would be to actually have your clothes out already so that it's right there in front of you. That's one example of make it obvious and easy, in fact. Yeah, that's interesting because I found for me, making it obvious sounds, ironically, uh, like an obvious you know thought that may be unnecessary. But when I think about some habits... And one of the things that James Clear talks about in this book is your identity formation, being yes. being uh, linking habits to your identity. And there's part of that, I didn't find that idea super uh, mind-blowing, but yeah. the part of it I really like is my reflection is when I've tried to create really amazing habits for my life, often I get a month down the track, not straight away. Normally I'll do it for a couple of weeks or James Clear, I think, talks about New Year's resolutions in, in, in the book. And I, and I think all of us have done that. We've got, you know, big New Year's resolutions, but then we drop the ball and a month goes by and we realize, uh, and for me, it's the reflection that often it's unintentional and I give up on something. It's never that I go, you know what, I'm, n I'm not going to do this as a habit. It's that it, it becomes less obvious and right. I lose sight of it. Yep. And that's what I love about the idea of obvious. And I love the idea of identity formation because if you can make something really obvious, then for me, uh, it, it becomes connected to your identity. Um, what about easy? I love stuff that's easy. Yeah, it's true. Like two-minute noodles. Yeah, no, exactly. Well, I guess on the fitness example, if it's achievable, you're going to do it. So... I guess part of that was starting small. So if you want to be someone who um, does a lot of push-ups, you're not going to start with 100 on your first day. Making it easy would be saying, I'm going to have a habit of doing two push-ups a day, which yes. is actually what I do. It's my big secret. So. Yeah, that's, that's probably... Uh, can you copyright that? Yeah, 
I would copyright that if I was you, but I'm not you. Uh, but I might copyright it for me and then stop you from using it. No offense. None taken. But that's the idea, make it easy. Like, I think consistency is important. Yeah, and easy for me is uh, it, to keep it simple. It's about whether you look at that and you go, oh man, that's going to be hard work. I think good habit formation starts with uh, setting something up. And I think James Clear talks about this idea of uh, making it something that you can actually go, yeah, I can do that, or, or I can, I can, I can attack that part of it. Uh, something that I don't necessarily agree with, or I haven't found particularly helpful for me in my own habits, is just doing the first step. I've tried that, and there's something about my brain that goes, no, I know, I know what you want me to do. You want me to do the, you want me to do all the steps, and so I've found. Uh, I find it more helpful to think about doing the minimum. So rather than just doing the first step, actually changing the whole ball game. So for the push-ups, like you were saying, it's not about I'll do two push-ups and then we'll see where I go. It's about saying if I do two push-ups and I stop there, that's actually a win. And yeah. that that makes it really easy. And if I can do that for a month, then what I've done is I've created a habit that easily I can expand on. But it's often that first month of making it part of your routine that is most challenging yeah and the thing i like about this book the other big idea i feel here is as well as starting new habits it's about also how to stop bad habits and what's cool is you can take those four tips make it obvious easy attractive and satisfying and you can flip it so if you want to stop a bad habit instead of making it obvious what do you do you make it not obvious that's right exactly and instead of making something easy what do you do you make it hard great example dessert don't want to eat dessert well uh, don't buy it in your groceries. Leave it in the shops. Then when I want to eat ice cream, which happens twice a day, uh, I have to drive <laughs> to the shops. Day. Yeah, oh, Three times a day on an average day, let's be honest. <laughs> I then have to drive to the shops, which makes it hard. Uh, yes. So yeah. that's the I mean, f- food is food is the good example because just think about it. If you're trying to, if you've got that chocolate bar front and center at eye level in the fridge, that's going to be very different to if you say, right, I've still got this chocolate bar, but I'm burying it right at the bottom back you know, underneath all the vegetables, you're, mm. you're less likely to, to eat it. So that's the easy bit. Um, instead of making it attractive... You make it unattractive. I think this one is a bit harder to make it um, negative. I think it, this one is easier for forming habits for me. I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. Because it's, it's making it attractive. Uh, Greg McKeown in his books, Essentialism and Effortless, talks about this idea of making things fun and I, I was saying this to you before and these these are books that we'll do a uh, a big idea episode on at some point as well but the uh, the thing I love that he mentions is the story of how they took their kitchen cleanup time which he was really struggling to get or you know the whole family involved kids would sort of their kids would sort of uh, head off to do their homework and it was just felt, felt like he was having to round everyone up to help clean up and he's like you know what what if we made this enjoyable which is this whole idea of attractive what if you take your dinner time clean up horrible routine but actually pair it with something so that what they did is they created a karaoke time around cleanup where the whole family would sort of pick you know let it go by frozen they just made it like a fun family fun family time which made the dinner cleanup as a family something more attractive yeah that's so good what's the last one well the last one is instead of making it satisfying make it desatisfying i think it's dissatisfying and also don't think his name is mckeon what is it mckeon oh really i think so well greg we know you're uh we know, we know you're listening. We know you're listening. We know you've been listening since 
episode since episode minus <laughs> no, minus three. Since this, episode. this episode is the first one. So, Greg, as an avid listener, which we assume you are, <laughs> with high confidence, please give us the correction. Is it McKeown? Is it McEwen? Or the little known McCown? <laughs> please let us know. You can contact us at the big idea at the big idea. <laughs> At thebigidea.com.au forward slash Greg. <laughs> Greg McKeown. Okay, Dan, let's bring this thing home before Wait, we lose Wait, but there were two it. other big ideas. <laughs> Maybe we should rename this podcast The Big Ideas. The big... <laughs> or we do well, multiple well, episodes. Stacking, Maybe we it? do one episode per big idea. True. That's Well, this is formational. People are getting a window into our creative process. I wouldn't be surprised if the New York Times picked this episode up as its... Hold on, my phone's <laughs> buzzing now, wait. As its key example of the future of creativity. Okay, so what's the final big ideas you wanted to share? Oh, habit stacking. The idea of if you want to start a new habit, um, you can pair it with an existing habit. So one for me is I really wanted to find a way to uh, pray more with Sarah, my wife. Yeah. And one habit which we already had was in the morning, I make the coffee and we have coffee. Yes. So now that's our trigger for, right, when we have the coffee, we pray. Yeah. And that's been really great. That's the idea of stacking it together, finding something you're already doing and almost combining two habits into the one thing. I think the genius part of what you've done there, um, and Sarah, who we also know is an avid listener. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Sarah, we know that you, we know that you'll probably listen to this episode. Liz, my wife, will most likely listen to this multiple times. <laughs> the genius of what you've done there is you've actually said, you know what? Let's pray after coffee. Let's not let's not pray pre coffee or during <laughs> or during. Let's pray after coffee because we know that once we're once we're having that coffee, I don't know about you and Sarah, but for me and Liz, if we tried to pray pre coffee, um, it's not helpful. There would be bad prayers being prayed. That's more like sleep. <laughs> That's good being asleep. That's why I stack sleep with waking up. I've just I've stacked those two habits together. Yeah, that's good. That's I like I, that. I know no one out there would be uh, similar. That's a new idea for you, but uh, yeah. stacking, that is actually unrelated. Stacking pancakes is that similar to what we're talking about? Nope. But delicious. Um, the it other delicious. habit stacking something that I've found really helpful with with habit stacking is. Uh, cleaning the kitchen. So for me, I know that, uh, and if Liz is listening, um, uh, I love you. <laughs> so just a Valentine's Day moment there just for Liz, no one else. Uh, but I, <laughs> I found that when I, when I clean the kitchen, uh, I would often go to take the bins out. And, uh, you know, these are small things, but like anyone else, you know, when you're trying to just do, uh, you know, run, do your different work, exercise, tick run life, tick the boxes, tick off the to-do list. And uh, I've found that if I can, it's a, it's a really simple thing, but if I can stack three habits together, which for me has been the bin with the dishes and the washing, if I can do those three one after another, I te- I find that they just stack really well because I'm already doing one of them. I like to stack doing my emails with sleeping. Yeah, that's right. Or I, I find that I try to go to sleep whilst doing my emails. No. no. Yeah. No, that doesn't yeah. work for you. Oh no. Yeah, no, that's good. Uh, so yeah, what's the la- <laughs> what's the last? And remember, this is the big idea. So what's the last small idea you got from this book? 
I'm ready to go to the big idea. You're ready to go yeah, to yeah, the... Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, uh, Everyone prepare. If you and it's on the identity thing that you actually didn't think was a big idea, but it Ooh, is. Ooh, I like that. Well, that's... Yeah. This, is, this is subjective. Uh, you know, if you're driving, <laughs> maybe James, pull over. James, we know you're listening. <laughs> James, let us be clear with you. <laughs> and sure we know you'll appreciate the pun. Um, um, and we know you're an avid listener. We know you've been listening for episode. Yeah. And uh, you've been listening for so many minutes. We know that about you. Yeah. So, Dan, uh, and if you're driving out there, maybe pull over because this could be atomic. Tell us about, <laughs> tell us about the big idea. To land the plane, so to speak. And I'm no pilot, but here's the big idea, is that habits shape who you are, but you can shape who you are by habits. <sighs> Say that. One more time. That's basically the same thing. No, the identity thing is basically you might not think of yourself as a certain type of person, but you can use habits to create a new identity. So you might have these narratives going around in your mind, like I'm not a fitness person or I can't create in this way. But you can use habits to, as James says, cast a vote each day when you see after day after day after day you're doing... Uh, little habits consistently, you can start to say, I am someone who does fitness. I am someone who's getting stronger. I am someone who's creative. And here's what I've got to prove it. So use habits as a way to vote of who you are and you can change your identity. I think it's a very powerful idea. Yeah, wonderful. It's the big idea. That was the big idea. And this is episode one. You are a listener. Well done. If you've made it this far... Cool. People like James, Greg, we know that you've made it this far. Liz, Sarah, uh, <laughs> hundreds more, most likely, uh, possibly tens of thousands. I don't think James is listening right now because he's loved it so much. He's, I think he's probably left to get his friends. <laughs> he's probably writing his follow-up book called The Big Idea, <laughs> <laughs> Atomic Habits Part 2, based on James. James, we, we will talk about the uh, ins and outs of that. 1% commission. Uh, copywriting will be uh, coming our way. We know that. Uh, but thank you for listening. Anything you want to you add to our... Um, anything you want to just put out there as a little bit of salt on the on the meal, so to speak, for our wonderful listeners? I'm not a salt kind of guy. Pepper. Thank you for listening to today's episode. If you subscribe, you can subscribe. If you want to subscribe, go to google.com. Type in Dan and Jono. It's likely you won't find it, but you've already found us. So just follow what you can actually do in all seriousness. As you can tell, we're uh, intensely serious when we when we spend time together. Uh, is you can subscribe, follow, like, share. If you found this helpful, humorous, if you are James Clear or Greg McKeown, or, <laughs> or if you're one of their siblings uh, or one of their children or perhaps an aunt, uncle, grandparent, we will go to many degrees of separation. For Please pass this on to them. We are desperate for them to listen. That would be, we know that will go viral and that's our real goal. Uh, no, but uh, if you can subscribe, follow, like, or share, that will help us out a lot because uh, there are so many great ideas in this big idea podcast. We believe. Um, and uh, yeah, make sure you subscribe, follow, <laughs> like, share. I think I've said that four times. And thank you for putting up with the first episode where we've really given this a red hot go and it can only get better from here. It's only up. <laughs> it's only up. We're beneath the ground at the moment. We're right near the molten core of the earth. Thank you for listening. I'm Jono. And I'm Dan. And this, and this is, is The Big, big idea. idea. That's a good one.